Hello and welcome to the Nidika Behel show, the game of life series. Today in the studio I have with me a psychiatrist, a very passionate educationist and the founder of Live Life Education, Dr. Kanan Girish. Welcome doctor, welcome to the show. Welcome Nidika, it's so nice to see you and so nice to be here. Thank you. Dr. Girish, would you like to share with my listeners what is it that you really do and what is Live Life Education all about? So, I'm Dr. Kanan Girish and I'm a psychiatrist. In way back in 2008 and I started my psychiatry practice, I felt that every student that comes to me comes with only complaints and there was no solutions for the complaints. Father is not good, mother is not good, nobody is good except me, sir. And <laughs> I was actually getting fed up of such complaints and that's where I kind of realized Whatever counseling you give they have a very prejudiced notion towards education why because the education does not teach them how to live life that's right the education only teaches them how to earn in life and what to do to earn in life they don't teach them how to live life how to face life how to face failure and unfortunately i found that sports is not given the due credit and importance what it was given before absolutely the government today if you see has just given 10 grounds you can start a school so you can imagine 2000 students studying in 10 grounds and there's no playground at all So this has really gone down or gone down well and lot of students addicted to computers addicted to facebooks addicted to social media and that's where i felt there is a need to bring life based experiential transformative programs into the school and college curriculum so with this intention i went to the us i worked with a person by name jack canfield who wrote chicken soup for the soul book series then i worked with a couple of other psychologists uh, and then i put together this curriculum and with that i started with one student in my clinic in india today by the grace of god i have done around close to 58000 students across india so, that's an incredible number yeah, i must say thank yeah. you and it's been a very very great journey we're working with some of the best and the biggest universities in our country and uh, what do we actually do is we go into the university we or the school or the college and then we do an assessment of the students see what is that they actually require then we run our 3 day yardstick transformative behavior program which teaches them various sets of life skills and uh, skills on sets on how they can actually empower themselves come out of what they are face life understand the value of parents value of friends respecting teachers and then how they can prevent their limiting beliefs from swallowing them and they can swallow the limiting belief <laughs> and create what they want to create and then by the time they leave the program they have a test model of what they actually want to create which over a period of time they'll actually implement it so we do also a couple of follow up sessions and this is the yardstick curriculum we do which we have done for around close to 58000 students across india so do you primarily work only in chennai or do you uh, like do you also do work outside of chennai i work outside of chennai we have worked in a college in bombay we have worked in bangalore we work in delhi we work in uh, rajasthan we are now this thing and this year we are joint launching even in andhra pradesh and we are planning to expand in other states so what really at a personal level i do understand you saw a lot of concerns in students you know but what really inspired you and strengthened you to do what you do at a personal level like at an intimate level like what is your satisfaction in doing what you do So for me it was three things one way back in 2005 before i finished my psychiatry a child was brought to me which was attention deficit hyperactive disorder and in spite of all my telling and counseling the parent the, the parent took the child home and the father shouted at the child and bet the child and following with the child ran to the fourth floor and jumped head down ouch and uh, the child died on the spot so like that i have that event really shook me up you know had that same child 
been born and was in the same condition in the United States, for all you know, he might have become a Michael Phelps. For you know, sure. because they have a different set of curriculum, they have a different set of support systems, they had different sets of ways where students of all characteristics can bring out their true potential outside. Whereas in our Indian system, that's just not existent. A kid who's hyperactive is like sconed, it's like, you know, people hit, people hit, there's not good enough. It's like an, treated like an outcast in our education system. That is where this actually started. And after that, I saw countless number of students, tremendous potential, lose out on life. Yeah. They come from school to college, they get into some drugs, they get into some girlfriend, a boyfriend, lose out on their life and then they regret 4-5 years later. Yes. By the time everything is over. over yeah. And a lot of children I saw due to adolescent problems, you know, get into bad company, lose out on their academics and ultimately end up with just such failures. You know, that really pained me. And I felt as a psychiatrist, you know, it was this frustration that everybody comes to me after the attempted suicide. Yeah. And yeah. I just can't do much, you know, already so much of damage has already been done. So I thought the best is to go to the root of the problem, which Absolutely. is in the education system. And treat it as life, you know, why can't as learning physics, chemistry and biology, why can't we learn psychology in our life? And I think that's mandatory. And that's where my mission and my fight has started. So long by the grace of God, I met such wonderful people who have helped me, including you, Nidika, who was, who was part of my conference. And even yesterday, I was talking to the college people, they mentioned your name. Oh, so, thank you so uh, Nidika, much. you've done a great job. Thank, thank you. you so much. So, you know, you mentioned that a lot of times teachers and faculty members may not know how to treat a child, including parents at home. So do you also do programs to educate the parents or faculty members on how to treat special kids or how to handle children who may not be, you know, doing as well as the rest of the kids in the school or maybe lagging behind? Yeah. See, there's a beautiful quotation, you know, if you look at United States of America, out of the top 100 richest people in America... 77 of them are college dropouts. Yes, they are. That's right. 77 of the top 100 richest people are. So it's like literally saying, if you're a college dropout, there is a 10 times chance you could become a billionaire in the US. <laughs> See, why I, and I really analyzed that system. And what I really found is, in United States, it's not one curriculum that fits all. That's right. It's the child, based on his level, chooses the curriculum that would actually fit him. That is now, right. this is the same type of curriculum that's given even in Singapore. Now, if you look at Singapore, they have that you're an A grader studier, you have a different set of curriculum. You're a B grader, you have a different set of curriculum. Now, if you're a C grader in academics, you have a very strong vocational curriculum. That's right. Now, vocational skills are actually taught. So, by the time you finish your grades, you're already ready for job required and you can go in for a job. You don't need to depend on academics for a job. So that is not there in India. For us, it's again maths, physics, chemistry, biology. And if you look at our system of education, this was created by the British way back 200 years back. And the British created the system for two purposes. One, they wanted Indians to work for their factories. Two, yes. they didn't want Indians to protest. I think that is the reason all our schools are designed like manufacturing units. units exactly. And if you say I'm the class of 1999, that's almost like your manufacturing date. You know? <laughs> So that's where I really felt that in our education system, teachers need to adapt. Teachers need to change that way of teaching. And it should be more of collaborative learning rather than one-way learning. Because today it's one-way learning. Teacher comes in, delivers her subject, sees whether students understand it's gone. Now students just has to bombard it. That's and if right. you look at uh, scientific research... You will never listen to anything more than 45 minutes with concentration. That's So that's you need correct. to actually train your mindset to listen to stuff much better. 
So that I think we should really change that uh, philosophy, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So, do you also uh, sort of promote accelerated learning techniques to uh, teachers? You know, so that yeah. we can use. So we do one of the best faculty development programs in the country available. We have been recognized all through for our work. Uh, recently, I was awarded uh, the best uh, edu icon yes. by the Education Minister of uh, Tamil Nadu, Mr. Mafoy Pandirajan. Yes, and uh, for our education initiative that we did with the faculties, basically. Now, what do we do with the faculties? Now, you know, the faculty lot today is a very sad situation because the, the there's no much hike in salary. Yeah. So only the people who are left out from a good salary job or not in the middle level they take up a teaching job. Yeah. So the quality of teachers is not. what it used to be in fact all the good teachers that we have in india they actually leave here and they are the good faculties in other countries other countries exactly because they are getting fully paid for the value they bring to the education system exactly and the gone are those days you know you know when i was used to study in school and college there were certain teachers we used to do anything to attend their class yes <laughs> whatever it is we'll go and sit at their class because the way they teach that charisma used to mesmerize us in fact i remember my accounts teacher mrs madhusudan her name was in school huh? and uh, you know i never even enjoyed accounts but because she was such a fabulous teacher i just topped in accounts only because of her because it was not something which is close to my heart but the way she taught it was incredible she wow. really influenced each one of us in school with the way she taught the subject even though she was teaching accounts she was influencing us as individuals wonderful wonderful that's great and that's where i say you know when we do faculty development program we work on the mindset of the faculty what right. are their limiting thoughts what are their patterns what are the latest in human research accelerated learning is one as you very rightly said we teach them how to use the techniques innovatively for the kids we also teach them how to include team play in the gets how to make kids introspect their mistakes how not not to shout at a child and get a child to do what you want to actually do right. that's a very powerful technique we do it in a conversational dialogue so these are things that we actually do and give it as an add on right so what modalities do you work with in terms of do you use nlp or do you you know what kind of stuff do you use So I use everything under the sun and including the sun. <laughs> so okay. I am a conglomerate. I use a lot of neurobiology. Okay. So whichever of be it NLP or be it hypnosis or be it accelerated learning or be it any types of behavior psychology, I just see which are the techniques that have a scientific basis to it. That is, there is a science to that technique. You know. Right. So right. I pick out only those techniques. Then what we do is we try it on a couple of kids. Right. Then we see how it actually works. Yeah. Get the feedback out of it, model it, and then we get it together, and then we start doing it in a larger scale. Because you know, you you can see talking to a kid is very difficult today. Yeah. You know, you're holding a kid's attention more than ten minutes. You really have to be either Shahrukh Khan <laughs> or Ruti. So we hold the kid's attention for almost twenty-seven hours Beautiful. on the trot. Yes. So we have to, and that too, fifty-seven thousand students. And keeping done. them in peak state in for peak those state many hours, hours it's and very it's tough. It's very tough. Yes. And that too inside a college, Absolutely. you know, where you can't do a lot of stuff which you can do outside. Keeping them together, so that's why we use all sorts of techniques. So right. it's not we go with one technique that works in one. So what works in a rural college may not work in an urban college. Right. The two urban colleges, the context will be very different. You know. Right. So we uh, tried and test, and now we have hit on the right formula. So whichever be the college, we know how to actually model it and do it. Do it. Okay. So what is the trajectory for a child's uh, growth that you have in mind? How do you really take them through that journey? 
So how do we do it is we have four curriculums basically. So first we do the basic curriculum which is the life skill basic psychology curriculum. Once we do that and we start implementing him into his life, the second thing we actually implement into his life which is what we call the learning skills curriculum because I believe life and learning go hand in glove. You know, you are always a lifelong learner. So we teach very powerful learning techniques of reading, speed reading, mind mapping, couple of techniques we teach. Then third we teach what is a very powerful model of communication. Right. Now I always believe whatever happens between two human beings it has to be in communication and we work with this two-way communication model one that comes out from your mouth and the one that you're talking in your head yes <laughs> about what's coming out of the mouth True. so there are two communications in any individual correct now most common programs work on what's coming out in the mouth yes. now, we work on what's coming in the head yes. and the mouth awesome. so that becomes very powerful it's a dual system of working right and the fourth thing that we actually work on is a leadership model right. now many people think leadership means abdul kalam we leadership means somebody who achieved a lot no leadership is even you absolutely you cleaning your own room is a leadership in showing it to your child yes your leadership starts with who you are as a human being exactly. of how you honor your word to what you have committed to someone absolutely. that is absolute leadership yes. so that is the model of leadership we actually work on you know, and that's coming out it, really well it's very interesting you say that because just yesterday I was meeting up with a classmate after 22 years wow. and uh, you know she was sharing something about her life story and how she has been hurt time and again because she has uh, you know been overly doing things for people out of unconditional love and I was trying to explain to her that you know there's nothing wrong in being a little selfish and uh, you know and she raised her eyebrows and I said you know you don't look at the word selfish the way it's written in the English dictionary but you break it up use the first four letters as the English word and the last three letters as the Hindi word oh. so it's self-ish as in respecting the God inside you once you respect the God inside you love the God inside you that's the only way you can actually unconditionally love others around you as well without needing their approval without needing anything from them in return and that really is very very powerful wow well said Nidika. awesome it reminds me about what we do in the gratitude exercise in our gratitude exercise we do something very powerful process six and a half hours the gratitude exercises we work very deep rooted on his views of his parents of right. a student's parents because i believe when students start hating their parents disobeying them that's where they start seeking pleasures outside very true when the relationship with the parent is strong then the seeking of pleasures outside for security and well-being and belongingness is actually less. That's so right. So I first create that context. Second, I create his relationship with his friends because those are the circle where he's actually living. Yeah. Yes. yeah, where he's actually living. And then from there, we move it to the teacher and world as a whole. Right. So that's why our model is very successful when we actually implement it. Amazing. How nice. So Dr. Kanan, I've also heard that, you know, after so many years of experience in this field, you're planning to open your own school, which yes. is going to, you know, sort of follow the education system that you're so passionate about teaching life skills from a very, very young age. Would you like to share with us a little bit about what's coming up on that front? Yeah. So uh, I always, I mean, you know, I've been going and telling school owners and uh, correspondents and people that this is what I want to do and this is what, but they all have their own restrictions. So one of a dear friend of mine who was, who was very keen on, uh, you know, this idea and he was just brainstorming with me and uh, I really felt that there's a time right now we need to revamp the school education. Yes. Now look at a school education system right now. You learn history, geography and both history and geography is available on Google. <laughs> so you're True. learning exactly what's available on Google in your finger over a period of time. 
and you take exams for 10 years based on that <laughs> true and at the end of you come out of 12th standard and you don't know why you wasted so much of time uh, imagine a student who 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 picks up commerce at 11th standard yes he has studied physics chemistry history geography which none of which is involved in commerce commerce that's and right. then he finish all his commerce and he starts entrepreneurship then he has to develop a completely different set of skills yes so this is a way we decided what are the life skills that are required for the 21st century yeah so we went down to a couple of very powerful methodologies that is available in the world and then i've come down to this idea from first standard to 10th standard i believe a couple of skills have to be taught to children yes and inculcated into the curriculum like how he learns maths physics chemistry he should also learn these skills right so what are the skills that we i'm planning to teach is one is entrepreneurship wow the kid should know from first standard the value of money yes. how to handle money how to scale money and how to do what to do with money yes second thing that we are going to bring into that is cooking how nice yeah because i always believe that a child should know how to cook then only it learns to respect the mother and the aya and everybody <laughs> you know rather than saying mummy get the food here yes. so from first standard we're going to inculcate cooking into the curriculum then second we're going to inculcate uh, entrepreneurship and the whole thing is by 8th standard the kid should start his own business right by 9th standard he should make a profit even if it is 1000 rupees profit is profit how and wonderful and by 10th standard i thought the eligibility to go to 11th standard is that you should have made at least a lakh rupees as profit in your company so we're going to have business mentors We're right. going to teach them from online business, stock trading to sales, so setting up a shop. Then the fourth thing we're going to teach them is about legals. They're yes. going to learn everything about the law. Now you, you know, it was a very shocking for me that none of us are taught law in our college <laughs> That's or school. Right. That's suddenly right. we come out and start living, and then suddenly they say, "This is law number four twenty. You're a fraud. <laughs> you're this law number IPC. This IPC. That, and you're looking all around." Whereas an American knows everything about his law. Yes. So basic law will be taught in the school. Right. Pakka basic law. The child will know. Human rights will be taught. What are his rights? What are his do's? What are his don'ts? Will be really taught in the school curriculum. And another very important thing that I'm going to teach is martial arts. Yes, I think Every that is very necessary. Every child in my school, boy or girl, will be taught yes. how to defend himself, how to face life himself. so that they can survive in any environment given to them yeah and also have the discipline of a daily routine exactly discipline because that's something that's lacking today a lot procrastination yeah. i think is the curse of today's generation that's right it is <laughs> so this is the school that we are working on so we're going to start off with around uh, 600 to 1000 kids and over a period of time we plan to scale it up and then once we have the model ready i wanted to increase this model to other schools give it to the schools and tell them to run this curriculum so like a franchise like a model. franchisee model or something that works out so that the quality is maintained and the output is also maintained and every child need not get 100 out of 100 you yes. know, that's the concept so when do you plan to start this school so most likely in the next 3 months oh wow that's july soon. The, we'll have the test school project running starting So by next year we will have a full fledged uh, center with all all classes up to at least 10 standard running. Right. You know you said that they may not get 100, right? But what happens in the board exams like in the class 10th and the 12th because then they'll be competing with students who are coming from different so, yeah. education systems. So now if you look at you look at the system there are different ways of doing a system. Now if you if I have to give a mail yeah. from for to you and you can go by cycle to Bangalore you can just send it on the email you can send it on a courier or you could just take a flight and go right so there are different methods to learn the same subject more effectively that's right now the problem with indian education system we still follow education ministers who themselves have not had good education 
and they are the ones who sit on the board unfortunately in certain states we have education minister who has not even passed sslc see the unflourishing scene then we had a former union minister also in education one uh, i don't know what to mention and uh, we didn't know what happened to her college degree and that was the bigger debate than what she is doing for education you know <laughs> I remember that's that, a sad yes. state of affairs today in our country and all the every the great educationists have to sit and get orders from them so what i thought was what would be a beautiful way that we can bring the best of scientific research on memory reading skills accelerated learning from abroad bring it right and include it into the curriculum now you don't need 5 hours to study a paragraph that's right you could do it in 50 minutes with latest techniques yes. there is photo reading available there is speed reading available there is mind map available there is accelerated learning available there are a lot of techniques you just need to know whether you're a visual auditory kinesthetic reader find out which works for you and start applying it that's what i want to do get the best research as available across the world implemented in our skg ukg first standard to 10th standard which in other words will take another 20 years to come into our system at least the minimum of it <laughs> Okay I do understand your frustration on that one. Okay so you know I wanted to ask you one um, question that for the students who may be listening to this podcast what is a special message you'd like to give in terms of what can they do to prepare themselves to win in the game of life. So to win in the game of life I will tell you first you must know to set your game in life. Many of us don't know which game are we playing. Are we going to get into colleges playing the game how will I get the most beautiful wife? <laughs> which girl i can take out and go how do i get my first you know, you know that's not the you need to set your game first yes then you need to set the rules of the game yes. many of us don't have any rules yes come what may let's see how it will go something <laughs> i game my mother put in this college let us go in this college let's see what happens you need to set defined rules of your game what's the rule who's in your game then third you need to have great teammates yeah you need to have great companionships there's a beautiful quotation tell me who your friends are and i will tell you who you are Absolutely. you are the sum total of the five people you talk the most to to every day that's right so i always tell kids select the right friends because they can influence you big time of course who you put in the driver seat is more important yes <laughs> when you are the passenger you know yes. because that, that guy has enormous power he can ramp your car anywhere he wants because you've right. given enormous power to him so i always tell kids find out that find out who's the people that you want in your teammate get your rules ready decide what game you want to play then go out and kill it awesome message there dr kanan that is very powerful and i hope uh, you know a lot of students get to listen to this and do understand what you mean by when you say that another very interesting thought you know when you were saying this that came to my mind if you had everything going for you and if there was this one you know god sent day when every uh, educationist around you the education system the ministers were to support you what kind of a future do you envision in terms of education for india an education in india where every child feels belonged how nice an education in india which every child's potential comes out yes irrespective of he is a good learner or a bad learner yeah everybody is born unique yeah everybody is born unique and unique people require unique people in their lives to bring them and trust them if tendulkar's father had put him in football what would have happened Yeah, true. If Tendulkar's father would have slapped his face and said, "No more cricket. Go study your maths, physics, chemistry," we'd have lost a legend. Yeah. If you look at Dhoni's history, yeah. it's the same over If there. If he would have remained in the job, government job, job doing job, which ticketing, which his father wanted in ticketing, yeah. we'd have lost a legend. Absolutely. See, the problem is in our system today. We don't look at the unique talents. Yes. We don't trust the talents which kids develop, which the kids show. You know, we need to show that. And I envision in India where 
our children's true potential comes out what i love it comes out and what you love should come out only if you get the exposure for that that's right you need to be exposed to five things to know which of the five you love the problem is we don't even give that exposure to many kids right. and the saddest part is this 10 ground school you know yeah. you build a school in 10 grounds inside a city it's okay <laughs> so no playground nothing i'm telling you in bombay even, we have we have schools which have not even one oh my god yeah because land is so expensive Sometimes the kids are only playing in like the balcony of the building that's their playground. Oh it's so sad you can't even believe it. It's it's atrocious. I don't yeah. even say sad. It is atrocious, you know. Yeah. If you can make kids play in the balcony of a building yeah. and say that's what they, are, they get educated about, it's atrocious. I think the gone are the days where you used to run and play, yeah, you know. Yeah, I remember. I remember I in our school days we used to run to the <laughs> we sunset. We had so you know? many so many it's playgrounds. Ground, Beautiful areas. We could choose the playground we want to go Absolutely. through and the friends we want to go through. So I believe that you know at least even if you're building like that once a week at least you know take a bus take the kids from the school go through a common playground let them play yeah. because play is not just play it teaches you life lessons yes. failure com- companionship teamwork losing yes. how to come up from losing absolutely. how to celebrate a victory you know absolutely. today you know i was just, recently i was in a college and we were doing laughter you know yeah. i was talking about being happy in life and there was this dean of the class everybody were laughing all 1500 kids were laughing but the dean alone was staring at me with his tongue out He was just staring at me as though who the hell are you? And at the end of it, I uh, he was the one who has to give me the valedictory statement. <laughs> so he came up to the stage and he took the mic and he said, "Doctor Khanand Girish, in my entire life, I have never laughed so much in my life." And I was stunned. You never laughed only only your tongue was out. So I went up to him and asked him, "Sir, you uh, said like this, you never laughed. What is what happened?" And then he says, "No, doctor." 25 years back two things happened i got married and joined this college from there onwards my laugh has been like this only <laughs> so many times you know we always forget to laugh and smile yes, in life yes we so do in our program we have one hour of just laughing where we do exercises break their shackles make them laugh their heart out, out. because yeah. i believe ultimately you don't take back anything in life that's right you just don't take back anything everything that you see is going to pass that's right and i think laughing and enjoying relationships should be a fundamental part of any education we actually give our kids yeah absolutely in fact the way i look at it i think there are just five priorities and if we can teach our children to live by those five priorities every child's going to have a great life starting with connection with self which is what you spoke about that you help children find that then is connection in their relationships their health then their finances and which again you said that you know the business part of it is entrepreneurship part of it is going to yeah, teach them going forward it's very very clear they are not going to get jobs yes. it's very very clear because we have we were living with the last 15 years looking at what america does and doing it over here right if you look at today's economic situation all those unicorn company beat a snap deal is collapsing stazilla has already closed yes. uh oyo rooms is also in under cash crunch you take paytm they are at 1500 crore debt yeah. so most of these aping ideas will not last yeah. so you have to come up and innovate newer ideas yeah. we need innovation at the grassroots level and that's what is going to get, create new jobs in our country yeah. otherwise we'll be in for a big recession which is which is exactly what i was saying that if you're connected with self you have great relationships health on your side you're making the money that's where the purpose, purpose and passion fight. will come exactly and that's you where hit they the will <laughs> set the game of life and set 
set the rules as you rightly said. Well, I think that was a very, very incredible session with you, Dr. Kanan. It's a thank you so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure having you. But before you go, I'd like you to share your contact details with the, our listeners because I'm sure somebody out there who's equally passionate about what you do may want to get in touch with you and help you in your purpose. So why not share uh, how so, they can reach out uh, to you? So you can reach out to me through my Facebook page. It is K-A-N-N-A-N space G-I-R-E-E-S-H, Kanan Girish. Or you can Google me at uh, livelifeeducation.com. Uh, my phone number is 98414-16422. That is 98414-16422. So you could WhatsApp me or, you know, contact me and I'll be eager to participate and partner with anybody who's willing and passionate to perform education. I am sure there are people out there who are equally passionate. They don't know how to contribute but once they hear this podcast, they will know how to reach out to you and do their two bits and contribution. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so so much. And thank you Nidika. I think you're doing a fantastic job and the title of your whole venture The Game of Life, I think it's a brilliant title and from where you are to where you are and where you want to be I think it's a fabulous journey and uh, you're being a big inspiration for me too and so many thousands of people across this country and over a lot of youth uh, I think that's a great blessing Nidika really kudos to you for this great thank you so much I feel humble coming from you it's really huge well thank you guys for listening to us today I'll be back soon with another incredible guest so hang in there see you soon bye bye